Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? about the birth of Messiah, the king. So this paranoid, schizophrenic guy, think of how paranoid he became. Remember he told him, hey, come back to me and tell me where he's at so I can go worship him. But what did he do instead? He calculated the time period and he said, every male child under two years old, kill them, slaughter them, because he was so paranoid that he would lose power. That's the same Herod the Great. Not so great, is he? Not such a hero. But this is the amazing thing. We know that the angel came to Joseph and Mary and told them to leave and go to Egypt, remember? And they went down to Egypt. And we'll cover some of this in Christmas, (laughs) okay? But uh, I know it's Halloween, but, you know, it's it's Christmas anytime for us. So he tells them to go to Egypt. So they go to Egypt for a season. And then about 4 AD, Herod the Great dies, and the angel tells Joseph, go back now. You can go back now. Because those who sought to kill you are now dead. Well, the Bible says those. It doesn't say Herod the Great. It says those. Well, what we know is another story about Herod the Great. It also mentions one of his sons, Herod Archelaus. It's another Herod. Again, you guys, I promise there's a payoff, I think. I hope. I hope. I know I'm one-eyed today, so we'll see. Um, I might be only reading half the sermon. I don't know. But here's the thing. Those could have been Antipater II. Antipater II was another Herod that's not mentioned in Scripture, but he's mentioned in history. He was as mean and brutal. In fact, people feared him more than his own father, Herod the Great. He was evil. And he was even more paranoid than his father. But he made a crucial mistake. Five days before Herod the Great died, this guy Antipater, who's named after his grandfather, made the mistake of he thought his father had already died and he started celebrating. You know, have you ever watched a football game where a team starts to celebrate too early? Okay. Well, Antipater didn't live to talk about it. His dad heard about it, and from his deathbed, he sent a group to go torture and brutally kill his own son once again. So he kills his own son. So when it says those who sought to kill you are now dead, I believe it's speaking about that. Now, we also know then the angel told him to not go back to Jerusalem, but to go where? Up north to Galilee, and they would settle in Nazareth which would, fit, would fulfill another prophecy. See, God will use the wicked to get his work done. Do you know that? God uses all things. Remember, he created Satan. He created the demons. They're just not walking according to what they were created for. But God is in control, and he used the wicked. He used this wicked line uh, to get his will done. But here's the other thing about Herod the Great. This is how he died. And I find this interesting because Josephus said when he died... He began to rot from the inside out, and he began to smell. (laughs) Does that make you hungry? The thing is, is, you know, that's what happens with evil, though. When you think about it, that's the ultimate end of evil. You know, even in our own lives, sin. Sin begins to rot 
and stink in our lives. You know, I, or maybe that's just, is that just me? Now, I don't mean physically. I don't mean literally. I mean, when you hold on to a sin, doesn't it begin to rot and fester and stink in your own life? That's why these lessons are in the scripture, so that you and I can overcome that. But, so he had him killed, he had his son killed, but here's the thing, we see seven total Herods in scripture. And one of them is Herod the Great, the other is Archelaus, who was ruling when Jesus returned to Israel. Um, But today we're going to see three more sons, really, because we see Philip in the scripture that we're looking at today. But this isn't Philip the Tetrarch. We're going to find out. We're going to talk about Philip the Tetrarch. And Tetrarch just means one-fourth, to rule over one-fourth. And when Herod died, that's what his plan was for four of his sons to rule over Israel. But because he had to kill Antipater, he made Archelaus rule over half. And then there was Philip the Tetrarch who ruled over a portion. And then Herod Antipas who ruled over a fourth as well. Okay? So that's kind of the setup here. And remember, the Herod Antipas, the one we're looking at today, he's the same one. Remember, Jesus called him the fox in Luke chapter 13. You tell that fox, Herod. And he's the one who put Jesus on trial, Herod Antipas, the one who cut off John the Baptist's head, the same guy. Again, I told you this was going to be hard to, to deal with this, but he's the same one who gave Jesus the robe and mocked him, the royal robe, during his trial, before his crucifixion. That's the same man we're talking about. And so there are several Herods. I'm not going to go into all that. And you're like, thank God. But um, we also know there were two grandsons in Scripture, Herod Agrippa the one and Herod Agrippa the two. And I think it's important to talk about these guys because Herod Agrippa the one, he's the one who put Peter in jail in Acts chapter 12. But he is also, here's another lesson about our pride and our sin. He's the one who wore this, according to Josephus, he wore this beautiful gown with mirrors all over it. And he would go out to speak to the people right at the sun when the sun would come up or go down. And so he would glisten and shine. He would, you know, he was like his dad. He had short man's complex and he would go out there and speak. And the scripture says that the people were hearing Herod Agrippa preach or talk to them. And they said, this is the voice of a God, not a man. And Herod Agrippa being a Herod, it's like, oh yes, yes, I am a God. (laughs) You know, he was taking full credit. Here's another lesson. God strikes him dead in a very evil, wretched way in the sense that worms eat him alive from the inside out. Again, what a picture of sin when we try to take glory from God, when we try to be God, when we try to raise ourselves up. There are so many lessons in the Herods, I can't tell you. But just know this, Josephus says it took four days for Herod Agrippa, the one, to die from these worms eating him. Okay, he laid there writhing in pain, and people just, he stunk too, <laughs> Josephus said. But he laid there, and, you know, there was no squirming out of that one. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I just made that up. That's pretty good. I like that. But here's the thing. He just laid there writhing in pain, stinking in, in stench as the worms ate him. Again, hello, folks. Don't take the glory from God. Don't ever claim to do, you know, even in ministry, you know, it's, it's such a trap. We want to do good. All of us want to do good in ministry. If it's good to have compliments and to be thanked. But be careful, all of us, myself included. We need to be careful. We never want to steal from God's glory, ever. But Herod Agrippa II, he's the one. He wasn't as evil, but he was still evil, okay? He was the one in Acts 26. Remember when Paul came to him and preached to him? And he said, you almost persuade me to become a Christian, Paul. That's Herod Agrippa II. And so again, all of you with these stares looking at me saying, okay, get to your point, buddy. Well, here's the point. 
and it may not be massive or profound to some of you, but I think it's important. You know, when we read through all these Herods, and I didn't even go into all of them, but, you know, I touched on most of them. When you look at these men who called themselves heroes, who took that name, took their father's name and their grandfather's name, they lived a life just like their grandfather. They learned from him. They acted like him. You know, and as we start to walk in our Christian life, understand this. Legacy matters. Our heritage, our legacy in the Christian faith matters. It matters what we teach our kids. It matters what we teach our grandkids. It matters how we act and teach those around us just by our actions. Legacy and heritage matters. It matters. And I don't know how much time we have left on this planet, but while we're here, it will still matter. Everything we do in our actions, everything we teach our, our kids, our grandkids, even our great-grandkids, it all matters. Do you understand that? They will remember it, and they will begin to act like you. And that's what's so good, because as Christians, we can have such an influence on our family, and on our friends, and those people around us. Because legacy is just not contained within the family. It can impact, think of how many thousands and even maybe millions of people the Herods impacted over a century and a half of evil rule. You can do the same. But the other side of that is this. It doesn't matter your legacy, your heritage. It doesn't matter how you were brought up. It doesn't matter what your past is. You, as a Christian, are set completely free. Do you know as soon as you become a believer, as soon as you're born again, Jesus, you've heard, is the chain breaker. Do you understand? It doesn't matter what your family did. It doesn't matter the sins of your father. It doesn't matter everything in your past. It doesn't matter what you've gone through or what you've been or what you've done. When you are born again, you have a brand new heritage. You have a brand new legacy. You have a brand new family. And you have a brand new father. And this is so encouraging because, you know, so many in the world get caught up in their past or their past sin or past struggles or failures. Even in the Christian world, I've seen it. And I bring this up because I've I've had to deal with that this week with somebody. They don't live in this state. But, you know, dealing with some past failures, and I just wanted to encourage them. Because, you know what? Jesus Christ can set you on the right path. No matter what path you got off onto, (laughs) he can get you back on track. You know that stupid GPS voice, you know, that sometimes lies to you? Have you ever experienced that? Turn left here. Oh, yeah, it's construction or whatever, you know. Um, Jesus won't do that to us. His GPS is far greater than anything. And all we have to do is obey. But he is the chain breaker. It doesn't matter our past. We're brand new. And so here in our passage today, we see this wicked line of brothers On full display, verse 14, we see Herod Antipas. He's paranoid. He's paranoid just like his father, Herod the Great. Now King Herod heard of him, that's speaking of Jesus, for his name had become well known. And he said, John the Baptist is risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. Do you understand what's being said here? He thinks Jesus is some kind of zombie. He thinks, you know, I guess it's appropriate for the holiday, you know. Or, um, but here's the thing. He thinks Jesus has, has, is somehow John the Baptist come back from the dead, and this is how selfish sin is too. He thinks it's all about him. John the Baptist has come back from the dead just to get me. <laughs> Have you ever noticed how selfish sin makes you? I know none of you can identify with this. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.